here we are today with the city's finest podcast. Can I can I just stop for a moment and can I just genuinely say how much I love hosting this? Not not only hosting it, but getting able to see a, a perspective of officers. Uh, those who are in law enforcement, period. Those who support law enforcement. I, I get a different angle and a different perspective. So so you'll hear me in a lot of these interviews where I get excited myself. Uh, so today, because y'all know, as of past interviews, I sit on the board of the Orlando Police Foundation. That's where this podcast is headquartered. So those of you listening from all over the world, we are in beautiful Orlando. Now today's guest, I'm sorry for that long intro, James, but I've got James Dix on. And James and I met because of the Osceola County Foundation. So, so let, why don't we start first by saying you sit on a crap ton of boards and a crap ton of foundations. I, I would love to name them all, but you can. I mean, everything from Osceola, Seminole, Orange, Orlando Police. Uh, James, good to meet you. Outstanding and good to meet you. And it's been a pleasure and I'm looking forward to spending the next 30 minutes with you. Love it. And I love that we say good to meet each other because we've already done a lot of business together. But this is I, I even told him off the air. I said, this is going to be a really great opportunity for me to even find out about you because you are such an impressive individual. So let me let, let me start with that. The reason why we decided to have James Dix on is because we, we had a chance to work together, not only with the Osceola County Sheriff Foundation that both of us sit on, but we did a gala and we talked about that gala and past podcasts. I have, I've never seen somebody work with such efficiency, uh, proficiency, uh, your effectiveness. Uh, I, I mean, I could throw out as many adjectives as possible, but where, where does all this come from, James? Uh, well, I'd like to say it's self-inflicted, but quite frankly, I'd have to say that the Marine Corps had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your service. Um, you know, and, and I do want to give them credit, but you're a different type of individual. That that comes from even before the Marine Corps, before you even signed up. What, what type of student were you? What type of a, 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 a son were you? Uh, I'd like to say great, <laughs> but I mean, quite frankly, I... I was uh, I was born an entrepreneur, whether that's a curse or a blessing, uh, it's probably still yet to be seen. Um, but you know, I, I was uh, I was the grand old dad of hotel company uh, on Paris Island when I went to boot camp at uh, the ripe old age of 26 years old. So I had been there, done that, went out there, and uh, you know had lots of jobs. I got right out of high school and became a stockbroker. Tried that for a while. Uh, tried college. As a matter of fact, I went to community college for probably about 10 years. Didn't work out too well. Oh, wow. Um, wow. <laughs> I learned a lot. But, I mean, you know, I, I was out there just, you know, working different jobs, learning different things, and uh, owning my own businesses and struggling like everybody else does out there. And uh, a buddy of mine got back from um, uh, the first Gulf War, Marine, and I said, you know, I got to do something different. I've been doing this. So I literally pulled over in Indianapolis went into uh, the recruiting station and uh, signed up for the Marine Corps. Two weeks later, I was in Paris Island and uh, loved every minute of it. Uh, great experience. And uh, quite frankly, for me, being the oldest one there, it was a little bit different. Uh, you know, I could see see what was going on. and I learned a lot. But, uh, you know, I had owned a lot of businesses. And so when they said, you know, you're not getting any phone calls, you're not getting any mail, you're not talking to anybody, I'm like, Really? no bill collectors, nothing. And they're like, nothing. I'm like, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it, and so uh, uh, where were your natural talents? Because you even said you, you got into to stocks there for a little bit, right? Is that what you said? 
Yeah, I was a stockbroker for a long for a long time, quite frankly, and um, really? you know that turned into uh, you know um, my financial side of uh, you know the business that I've done and opened many years. And uh, I was a broker for a long time um, and uh, primarily focused on raising money side, uh, uh, working in the uh, real estate development side uh, of the family business and so forth. Okay, so it sounds like uh, a natural gift for mathematics, uh, a natural gift and a natural heart to want to help others raise money. I, I think that's so beautiful, man. So it makes perfect sense as to where you are today. Um, so so really quickly, I want to, I want to get back to just, just your past just really quickly, just because these talents that you had, I mean, they obviously helped you excel. So when you, ha- when you joined and you started serving for us with the United States, how quickly did you excel there? Um, <laughs> so I've spoken all over the world uh, for the Department of Defense um, and, and also on financial topics, speaking to the troops and, you know, passing on uh, strategies that I had learned and, you know, how to, how to basically go out there and uh, build wealth. And, uh, you know, I, I was a Clinton Marine, so I kind of sum it up real quick. I didn't really do much of anything. Uh, <laughs> however, when I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, I actually went uh, and started working with the Department of Defense uh, probably about 2008. I just finished my, um, actually last October, my third or my second three-year tour as appointed by the Secretary of Defense to run a program here in uh, Florida. And my primary responsibility was 35,000 Guard Reserves and their family members, uh, specifically making sure that they ha- they were employed, uh, they weren't having any financial issues, their employers understood and knew what they were doing. I had about 120 volunteers and 11 full-time staff and managed the budget uh, directly from the DOD and reported to the Adjutant General. And I still work with that organization, um, uh, that office of the Department of Defense now as the Chair Emeritus. <laughs> and so there's a lot of passion there uh, that gives back, and that kind of led to a lot of the other things that I'm doing. But that also allowed me to travel around the world with the Department of Defense, you know, whether you know I was landing on aircraft carriers and subs, uh, flying with the Blue Angels, or air refueling missions, and, <laughs> you know, and I got to take employers out there and let them uh, see what their guard and reserves do uh, in real time. And I got to tell you, every one of them, you know, had always had this inclination that, hey, my guard and reserves is out there, you know, you know, camping out and, you know, having a vacation. Uh, and when I put them on an air refueling mission and refueling fighter jets and they look over and there's a, a 19-year-old kid taking control of a multi-million dollar fighter, they always seem to get off the plane and be like, you know, hey, I, I need to give my employee a little more uh, responsibility. And so it, it's a passion. It's been a little slow because of COVID, but starting to ramp back up. And uh, next year is going to be a great year to get uh, people immersed into what the Department of Defense does. And again, that leads me into a lot of the work that I do uh, on the, um, the law enforcement side as well. Wow. You know, it's so funny because you, you, you talk about it nonchalantly because obviously this is your life, but to me, you're unrolling like what, what to me, I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. So we need to cast an actor because this is a movie. This is a movie that needs to unfold. And, uh, you know, I, I think at some point, I, I don't know if you, if you've written a book and if you have my apologies, I don't know about it. Uh, but I, I think you need one. Well, I don't talk about that stuff. And I mean, a lot of the stuff you'll hear today, I probably haven't shared with you and not for anything other than I just, you know, I'm busy and I really don't have time to be talking about myself, but <laughs> you know, the book thing, the book thing's kind of a joke because, you know, I remember in high school and I was just talking to somebody the other day at a high school teacher uh, that said, you know, James, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never do anything. And he and I didn't click too well. And, and, and then to be fair, I, I wasn't the most uh, 
studious uh, person and probably didn't have the best attendance. But uh, I always kind of, I always kind of learn things, um, you know, as a practical way. And you know, a long time ago, I said, "Hey, you know, maybe if I write this down, I won't forget it." And uh, that kind of becomes a little more prevalent as I've gotten older. But uh, quite frankly, that's led into uh, eleven books published, uh, published by uh, McGraw Hill, the largest publisher in the world. I've got several uh, that are bestsellers. Uh, wow. My best-selling one has been in uh, uh, circulation since 2003. It's still on the bookshelf. It's at about 200,000 copies sold. It's written in five languages. It's all over the world. And I sit next to you in these <laughs> meetings? Me, the simple, yeah. the simple they're, morning they're, show host from radio? They're not a low education level, so anybody can understand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you, you are uh, you're something else, man. You know, I love a little bit earlier, you were talking about, uh, you know, 35, you know, you're throwing numbers around like 35,000, 120 volunteers. Uh, I think that was one of the things that I found to be most impressive uh, was as we sit in these foundational meetings, you know, there's, um, there, uh, I, I do come from a, from a unique angle because I am an entertainment guy. You know, I'm, I'm a host. Uh, luckily, I've been able to do this for the past 23 years. God's allowed me to do this, and he's only, uh, you know, sharpened me up over the years. But I get to sit there with real players in the game. Like, you you know, you're a real player. Like, some of the guys that sit around, you guys, when, when you guys say I, you know, to, to a vote, like, I'm sitting there with real players, and I'm just, I'm so humbled and I, I appreciate you. So, so I want to get into, um, you know, you're also the founder and CEO of Dick's Development. So, so we've already talked about the foundational part, uh, which we're going to dig in a little bit more because I, I do want to get into, you know, you organized the gala. That, that's what I was talking about when, when I got into the numbers of 35,000, 120 volunteers. You know, we, when we talked about the, the gala and how many people could come, how many tables we had, how many tickets could be sold, how much money could be made. You are just a super sharp individual. Um, I think that's great. I, I, so where does this come from now that you still want to do this to this day after all those books, after all the hard work, uh, uh, just working for the Department of Defense? I mean, enough of that would be enough for me to say, I can't do the foundations. I can't do this stuff. I, mean, I got to tell you, it, it, uh, it does take a, a lot of time. But, um, you know, for me, that's my balance uh, is giving back and uh, in helping others. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I like to, you know, uh, you know, work for the community and give back and so forth or volunteer. And for me, uh, you know, I work 16 hours a day, usually six days a week, uh, even seven days a week, just not 16 hours on Sunday. But uh, I've been doing that my whole life. And so, you know, giving back uh, is really important to me. And I started doing that uh, again with the Department of Defense. And, um, you know, they track volunteer hours. I, I want to say I'm probably at about 12,000 volunteer hours now, maybe a little more. Wow. Um, but, uh, it's important to me because I, I do make a difference and I get to share a lot of opportunity and, and I see directly, um, the, the impact that not just myself, but others that, uh, I work with me and around me, um, you know, when we work as a team, what that does for them. And, you know, on the, uh, the law enforcement side, it's kind of, uh, you know, it just kind of flows right, do, right from the department of defense. There's a lot of people sure. that are in like, let's say garden reserve, a lot of them are law enforcement. And so, you know, I'm, I'm able to kind of bridge that gap. Uh, I did get involved with the foundations uh, because of Don Pruitt. We call him the Godfather. I'm sure you've talked about him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he and I have known each other my whole life, and he calls me his son. Um, his son, Scott, uh, and I work together. We've been working together over 30 years. He's the vice president of my uh, 
a development company. And so uh, Dom came to me and asked me to sit on one of the boards. And then that turned into like, you know, I don't even, I can't lost track, like maybe five boards. And now we're doing, turning all that into a national effort. Well, and I really appreciated that because now I'm on two of the different boards on top of just, you know, regular personal life. And and I'm sure you can attest to, to having the mixture of all of them. You want to make sure that you give everybody your all and uh, not drop anywhere. Uh, so so I can appreciate the fact that you do this juggling act with with such you know, some people do a juggling act with, with stuff that doesn't matter. You know, uh, oh, softball team. You know, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that stuff doesn't matter. Hold on. Let, let me let me backtrack because that stuff doesn't matter. We do need community. But I, I guess what I'm what I mean to say is what you're juggling there. It's like juggling valuable crystal balls. You know, it's not like juggling, you know, little little wiffle balls. So, um, no, I can appreciate the analogy. I mean, um, it, it is a juggling act, but quite frankly, you know, and learning, you know, all the way ba- dating back you know, to the Marine Corps. But I mean, it really is your only strong is the weakest link you have in the team. And as you know, on these foundations, you're on two of them. I mean, we have some uh, you know, pretty impressive boards. And these are people that don't want to just have a title to be on the board. These are people that truly give time and effort and money and you know, uh, they work hard to make sure that, the, you know, our missions are successful. Uh, and, uh, you know, you see that in our annual events that we have. And, um, you know, I have a, a long history of event planning in my background and have spoken, you know, all over, like I said, around the world and around the country. And so we've been putting on events for a long time. And so it was kind of natural to, to kind of dig in. And quite frankly, some of the people on the board, you know, that's not their strength. They, they have strengths in other areas. And so what we do is try to you know, glue all that together. And what we come up with is a a successful mission. And you see that uh, when you, when you attend the uh, meetings that we have uh, every month. Yeah, it's awesome. And and your, uh, your ability to stay synchronized. uh, I I know, uh, for instance, I I, I run a fraternity that, that I started uh, with a couple of guys here in winter garden. And, and for me to host a meeting, I would need somebody like you who keeps everybody in step. I I tend to, and, and, and what do you think? And, and what do you think? And then all of a sudden the meeting is two hours long, three hours long. So, uh, so I can appreciate that. Now, now let's, uh, let's move on because I do want to get to the part of with all those foundations, you did mention something to me, uh, a while ago that you were working on, which would be an umbrella, uh, scenario where you would have the, the one main focus. Uh, I, I'd love to talk about that because, uh, again, James, you know, we've got people from all over the world. I mean, there could be somebody who does law enforcement in Hawaii right now, listening, um, you know, there could be somebody in, in Pensacola right now who's trying to run their department better. And there could be just a, a, a teenager who just so happened to trip over this podcast and maybe thinking about law enforcement now that he's heard you talk about it. So what does that overall look like? Well, I mean, I think you're referring to the U.S. Blue Line Foundation. Um, and quite frankly, that kind of came from um, you know, after I think I got to the second border, uh, I, I started thinking, you know, hey, there's some efficiencies. Let's kind of roll those up. Uh, I'm always kind of, uh, you know, there's got to be a better, easier way to, to get more accomplished. And so, you know, what we try to do is um, we, we try to try to look at where those efficiencies are. And that's where we kind of created this national footprint, which is well on its way. Um, but it's kind of simple. I mean, you know, you go back to like uh, Orange County Sheriff Foundation and then the Seminole County Sheriff Foundation and you see all the things that we've done. And it was pretty simple to look around and say, hey, why don't we just institutionalize these? You know, we'll, we'll memorialize the process. We'll roll it out, create a bigger uh, footprint so that we can help more people. 
and that's really where the U.S. Blue Line Foundation came from was kind of, you know, looking at what we were doing locally and uh, and also seeing where we were dropping the ball and where we, you know, could help more. And so we started U.S. Blue Line Foundation, and it's just now starting to get its feet underneath it. And I would say that it's, you know, first gala, combined gala will be at the end of the year. Uh, As a matter of fact, I think today is October 21st. (laughs) My goodness, uh, you you definitely work quick. Okay, so so the U.S. Blue Line Foundation – if I was somebody listening right now and I said to myself, you know, I, I like what these guys are doing. Uh, how, how do I do that? How, how do I start? What, what would be the best thing, the best motivational piece that you could give somebody right now who's listening to light that fire? Well, I mean, you can go to usbluelinefoundation.org. Uh, that's usbluelinefoundation.org. And uh, there's a contact information at the bottom. Uh, and uh, you can send that uh, over. I'll get it reach out to you and we can kind of discuss what your ideas are and what you don't want to accomplish. But let me give you an example. I just did a, uh, we did a, uh, a golf outing for Orange County Sheriff Foundation. It was uh, the Bob De La Russa first annual Memorial Golf Classic. And uh, we had 144 golfers. We had about 35 um, sponsors, raised a bunch of money. Uh, and at the end of it, I had somebody come up to me at the dinner and say, hey, you know, um, I'd really like to do this for our sheriff uh, in the county that I live in, in North Carolina. Is that something you can help me with? And I said, absolutely. Uh, Happy to help. I'm happy to get on the phone with you, the sheriff, whoever you want, and uh, we'll help you get it set up. We can help them get set up uh, with the um, nonprofit uh, side of it, with all the paperwork and everything that's required to do that. Again, that's that institutional memory process that we have. So we can really help get that started. But, I mean, really, just call me, ask me uh, how to get started, where you're at, and what you want to accomplish, and uh, and I'll help you get it done. Wow. Uh, you know, with all that extra time you have, you know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll carve off a little more. <laughs> but, I mean, I do make time for this. I mean, that's how important it is for me. No, and you know what's interesting is that I, I have the ability to joke about it just because you and I, uh, you know, we, we're friends, but for real, you are so efficient. So I do, I do love that you put yourself out there like that. You know, it would be so easy for someone to say, uh, get a hold of my assistant or somebody would reach back out to you. But here you are saying that you will. And uh, we already know how busy you are. So, so anybody who is going to take him up on that opportunity, please <clears throat> just remember that you're dealing with, uh, with someone whose time is precious. Isn't all of our time precious now? Okay. So, Absolutely. So, uh, so let's talk about some, some of the events because I think, um, you know, you're, you're sparking some ideas, right? So we just talked about the golf, uh, the golf, uh, idea that you brought all these officers together. Uh, you know, we, we did the gala, which was fantastic. We even had the governor of Florida come out. Uh, so what, what are some other things I, I heard about the dancing with the cops idea when it came to the, to the table, I, I thought that that was brilliant. And I'm so glad that people are out there thinking of these things. Yeah, I mean, that's another one of our events. Uh, that'll be for the Osceola County Sheriff's uh, Foundation, and uh, that's going to be out at the Heritage Center, um, I believe, April 28th, I think is the date. Um, and, you know, in fairness, that wasn't my idea. I believe that came from the sheriff, um, Sheriff Lopez, or, <laughs> or his team. And he so he may be a, a dancer. That's probably, that's probably why it came from him. He may, he may be a good dancer, and he's like, come on. <laughs> well, I think he has a few uh, deputies that are, at least they volunteered and, and wanted to uh, do it. So that'll be exciting. And uh, we do have different events for all the different uh, organizations that we have, the foundations. Uh, and then the gala, like you talked about, which is our annual event, 
Um, and the one that you did, we had, I want to say about 800 people. Um, and the one that we're going to have October 21st is already planned out. Uh, it's going to be at the Rosen Shingle Creek uh, Hotel, and it's um, set up for 1,500. Uh, so that'll be about twice the size. I don't want you to, you know, step on stage and get stage fright. You can't think of something to say. <laughs> it's, it's like an ocean of people. Uh, you know, uh, again, and I hate to be an over-complimenter. I want anybody who's listening. Well, and you've heard the past compliment. You've heard the past podcasts. I mean, that's just that's just in my nature. But I, I do give you a compliment because as I look at that sea of people, you know, as I host one of these events, I, I think of all the time, you know, not only that, but you, you put my schedule to be on stage, when not to be on stage, who's going to roll what video. Um, just very efficient. I, I think it makes it so easy for us to follow you into whatever battle you want, you want to do. So, so I'm, I'm saying that again, uh, as now let's break into the future for James. I mean, here you are with all these projects. Um, is there, is there a dream to set something up so you can kind of step back and say, okay, it's running. I can chill. Uh, I'm a hands-on. I, I mean, I don't see that. I, I know, uh, you know, I, I think, I think I need to give credit where credit's due. I mean, quite frankly, I've been married for 23 years, and my my wife, uh, my beautiful wife Deb, probably is, deserves most of the credit because she's the one that allows me to to really just go out and do these things. And <laughs> never once has she ever said, "Yeah, no," or "What are you doing?" Uh, she knows how important it is to me, and quite frankly, it's important to her too. And she does a lot of help uh, in some of these events for me, and uh, the biggest help is supporting me at home. And so, um, I, you know. Um, you know, she does say every once in a while, if you're retired, and it's like, no, I'm not retiring. I have no interest ever retiring. I'm an entrepreneur. I'll just find something else. But, uh, no, I'll be continuing to do these. And, you know, if I'm blessed, I'll be just like Don was and passing the torch down to the next uh, the next leaders uh, that are going to be out there and taking over all these. And I can, I'm going to be continuing to do other uh, other things. I'm actually going to be doing a little more work on the – the national level, uh, like we talked about, and probably a little more work with the Department of Defense, uh, which is a passion of mine. Wow, so cool. You know, I, I love the fact that you gave honor to your wife because there are a lot of us who are big dreamers, uh, a lot of us who are electric in personality, and 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 we we can we can get a lot of stuff accomplished. You know, uh, uh, very very efficient people, but it does take a backbone. Somebody somebody's got to be there to be that backbone back at at home base. So I think that's really cool that you honored your wife. Oh, thanks. You'll be happy to hear that too. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, uh, eventually, um, I guess I'd love to have you back on as we get closer to, uh, putting together the U S blue line. Okay. So, so here, why don't we do this before we wrap up? Because I don't want it all to seem like butterflies and rainbows because there are some lows with doing this. Right. So, so can you share with somebody right now who just heard all this? They're inspired. Okay. We're, we're going to set up a gala. Uh, what were some of the lows of the gala that we threw that, that, that for the next one, you know, to course correct? Uh, I mean, there's always uh, uh, things that you learn along the way. I mean, I institutionalize those. So, when you know, whenever we make a mistake or we think something can be better, we simply address it and uh, move forward. Like, I can give you an example. One of the things is registration. You know, it's better than the last time, better than the last time. The next one will even be better. Uh, but, I mean, all of that's simple. A lot of people don't know what's supposed to happen as long as it's, sure. it's just a, it's a great event, a great, great experience. We want it to be, you know, the ticket that everybody wants. And, and that's what we had last time. Uh, and we were in the middle of a pandemic. And so, 
you know, people were kind of getting over it in Florida, and so they wanted to come out. And we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of people out on the next one. But I, I don't want it to be left, you know, um, kind of on the side as to what really is important. What's really important is what the end result is of all of this. I mean, all of this is really designed to develop, uh, you know, community relationships and foster that understanding that there are people out there that give the ultimate sacrifice, these law enforcement uh, officers, their families, the first responders. And so, uh, you know, I like to say what we're doing as uh, we're the 911 financial assistance. I mean, there's lots of financial assistance out there for, for these, uh, you know, law enforcement officers and their families. Uh, but some of it takes three weeks, a month or longer to actually go out and, and uh, you know, get that financial assistance. Uh, you know, we get asked, and we go through our quick process. And when I say quick, I mean, a lot of times our goal is to have financial assistance out there within 24 hours. Uh, and, and a lot of times that financial assistance is specifically because of, you know, something drastic that, you know, that happened. Uh, uh, but we're there for you. I mean, and we try to get the word out. And a lot of the officers and the deputies out there really don't know what we do yet. Uh, right. Because it's kind of hard. I mean, some of these agencies are big, thousands and thousands of officers or deputies. And so, you know, we try to spread the word. And that's really what it comes down to. All the stuff we've talked about for the last 30 minutes, it comes down to, you know, what we can do for those officers out there, those, uh, their employ- the employees of these agencies and departments and their family members when time of need. We're there for them. And so that's really the most important thing to get across. Well, and uh, what is cool is I've portrayed the picture in the past that when there's an officer who's in need, if it's a, a for instance, a, a, I'm just I'm just going to paint a picture because some, sometimes people need an example. Uh, the officer, you know what? Why don't, why don't you give us a, a, an example of what an officer would need the help of the foundation for? Um, I mean, we do lots of different things, but I'll give you an example that we had. Uh, this is something that, you know, was just uh, really, uh, it was fun for me and I got a lot out of it. But I had an officer uh, come from um, UCF police uh, staff. Uh, so that's the University of Central Florida Police Department. Uh, chief reached out. Uh, we had an officer that uh, had been in an accident with five other cars. She was okay. Um, she didn't have very good insurance coverage. She's been struggling for years financially. Uh, she had no car, um, you know, and uh, essentially had a young daughter. She was borrowing a car from another deputy or another officer and just, you know, really struggling. So I made a few phone calls, not just to the foundation, but outside the foundation. And so the foundation, uh, they had done a GoFundMe, raised a little bit of money. They were going to try and get her a car. Um, the foundation, I reached out to a couple of the foundations that matched the GoFundMe and then a couple of other private donors that stepped up. And uh, this all, I got all this done in about 24 hours on Christmas Eve, got them a uh, <laughs> almost a brand new car from a local dealership, met her there. She was in tears with her daughter and drove off uh, with a, a car with a three-year warranty or a four-year warranty that had like 3,000 miles on it. And I mean, it was one of the best things that I've done. That is so cool. You know, it, it, there's only so much that I get to experience too, because I'm only on so many of those emails uh, because of all the different foundations, because of all the different things that you're doing. You get to see this this spectrum of all these different officers, whether they're officers, deputies, uh, 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 the different municipalities. You, you get to see the the human side of that person behind the badge when they go through a real struggle that sometimes the county, sometimes the city cannot step into uh, or or they can only step in so much. 
So uh, I'm glad that you were able to share that with us because uh, from my end, I, I get an email that says, hey, this is what's going on, uh, those in favor. And and I just really appreciate that we act so, I, again, I see all these other individuals say I like that. Split, lickety split. Nobody sits there and nobody says, well, now wait a minute. Did we check the background? You know, nobody ever. And I think that's really cool that you've got these protectors that are protecting the protectors. Um, so I, I agree. And, that, and that's, a, that's a line from Joe Nunziata, right? I mean, that's kind of his, uh, his statement. And I do encourage everybody listening to your podcast, which I love, uh, and love the fact that uh, you'd have got people out there, you know, uh, not just in Florida or Central Florida listening, and that's why it's important to, to share this mission because we may be able to help them. But go to the different sites. Um, you know, there, there's uh, – uh, and a matter of fact, we'll put them all uh, on uh, your site, or we'll get them all out there. But go to the different sites that we have for the foundations and just look up the bios on some of these people that sit there. Uh, it's public information. Uh, they don't mind it being there. They've approved their bios to be on there. But uh, you'll see from all different you know parts of life out there and all different backgrounds of the people that are actually serving on the boards. And, uh, you know, these are the team members that make the mission successful, like yourself. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the compliment. But, uh, you know, the last time that we all got together for the Orlando Police Foundation and all of those foundations you can look up. We've got the Osceola County Foundation, uh, Seminole. Orange, and then of course the Orlando Police Foundation. Uh, in the future, James, I'm assuming that we'll have a U.S. Blue Line uh, uh, area for them to go to. Right? Did, did you already give me that earlier? I did. Yeah, U.S. Blue Line right. Foundation.org. Perfect. 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 Um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. You know, this this podcast. The the main reason why we kickstarted this was a. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest, besides being able to say I, I, and, and maybe make a couple of jokes here and there, this is really my, my ability to give back with the talent that I have. So we started this podcast because I started to see some of the, the stories behind the scenes. And I said, we don't know that the public doesn't know that the public needs to know that. So I appreciate you saying yes again as we bring this to a close. Those books again, where can we find them? Is it, is it as simple as jumping on Amazon? <laughs> James Dick's uh, books, Amazon, and, and I'm sure there's pages of them. <laughs> you're, you know, you're such a humble guy that you don't want to talk about it, but, uh, but you're such a comp, uh, an accomplished individual. I hope, how about this? I'm going to put this out there too. I hope that at some point, because you, sir, you've, you've, allowed us to receive a lot of your gifts as U.S. citizens, right? And, and a lot of us don't even know the involvement that you've had. But I hope that at some point somebody raises through the ranks and is able to give you a little bit of uh, relief. So this way you can enjoy some time with your wife and the both of you enjoy what I, I know you're saying, you know, you'll probably just go into consulting and just be this big consultant. But um, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But I, I, I really hope you get a chance to enjoy. You're such a unique individual and I'm proud to be able to sit on these boards with you. I appreciate you asking. I'm not going anywhere. Somebody's got to turn your mic off if you start talking to <laughs> You're the best. Thank you again for this call. Right, and uh, Thank yeah, you for I'll, having me. I'll see you at the next meeting. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Okay, so that's a rich conversation. Y'all know I'm a big complimenter. I think sometimes that gets, um, that gets in my head a little bit, that sometimes I compliment too much. But, you know, in today's time, hold on. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. In today's time... You've got Olympic athletes saying that they've got mental health attacking them. So I'm going to give as many compliments as possible because we as a people, we as a human race, quite frankly, could use more of those vitamins, right? 
All right, so again, James Dix, uh, if you want to find out more about him, he's also the founder and CEO of Dix Developments. Again, humble guy. Didn't want to get into talking about himself too much, but just doing so much, not just for the community, but for the United States of America. So anybody who's listening right now, fantastic guy to look up. And uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Thank you for reaching out to us. Uh, We're to understand now that the podcast is ranking pretty high and that, I mean, really... Wherever you're listening from, again, thank you for your time. My name is Obi Diaz, and this is the City's Finest.